Good morning and welcome to the Social Collectives podcast. And this is a milestone because we are at episode 20. Yay! It's hard to believe that we weren't even doing this before 20 episodes ago. <laughs> 20 episodes ago. I mean, I don't know why we waited so long. This is amazing. So thanks to Aaron Sefchik and Bach to Rock for allowing us to utilize this space, teaching us all about podcasting and its value to small business owners, local charities, networking, and just really, honestly, you could come in here and have fun. It's like all of these episodes are going to be almost a photo album for us. That's right. We can go back when we're 80 and listen to all the stuff that mattered to us in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have a special guest, our milestone guest, Jenny Beignet, <laughs> also known as the owner of Bill Stutz Beignets. And we would like to hear all about Jenny's story. It's kind of a, a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cinderella story. I feel like that is how we got broadcasted in the news. Um, I think COVID is really what made it a Cinderella kind of environment. My husband, Scott, uh, also wait first. Thank you, ladies, for having me. So excited <laughs> to be here. We're Milestone. excited you're here. Um, My husband, Scott, went into the Navy after he realized he wasn't going to be a professional basketball player. How tall is he? 6'4", 6'5". I think he has like a Pavlovian slump from the (laughs) Navy because he was a little bit taller than he was supposed to be to be on certain vessels. So when you say, well, how tall are you? He kind of like hunches over. He's like, no, I'm (laughs) 6'3". You're not 6'3". But I think 6'4", because I think he's about a foot taller than me. And he's just as big as he is tall, whereas a lot of tall guys are very slender. So he just fills, fills a room, which is good because something has to keep up with my personality. (laughs) Um, And I know you want a man you can climb. Doesn't everybody? I mean, that's really, that's really the dream. I just want a a man who doesn't fit into my pants, right? um, (laughs) Don't fit in, get in. Giggity, giggity. So our business, aside from the jokes here, is super family friendly. <laughs> it kind of happened when we got, when we got engaged and we got, we started dating, we got married. He said, you know, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to have my own restaurant. And I chuckled on both fronts initially. But when COVID happened, he had taken a step back from full-time chefery, chefing. When my son was born, he was working six days a week, 14 hours a day, plus, plus, never saw him on holidays because he ran a scratch kitchen and he put that kind of precision and care and energy into making sure he had the best product. When we just found out we were having our daughter, I said, I can't do two kids by myself six days a week, 14 hours, work a full-time job. And so we talked about a lot of different things. You know, did I become a full-time stay-at-home mom, blah, blah, blah. But it really did become important to him too, as you know, we're getting older, like maybe I can't work this kind of hours, these kind of labors forever. I've got to have a skill set if this. So he was fortunate and blessed enough to be able to move to U.S. Foods as a chef there. And that really opened a lot of doors in the community, teaching him the other side of the business. Because a lot of people, for some reason, think they can run a restaurant or a deli. Like, I'm going to retire. I was a, an engineer. I'm going to go own a deli because I like sandwiches. <laughs> But there's so much more that goes into it than that. It's food cost. It's, you know, you know, understanding customers, understanding the market location. There's just so much that goes into that. And 
we found when talking to different owners and bankers and things like that, they didn't have that kind of background experience. Um, in my day job, I work at Forteso, which is a tableware company that supplies restaurants, hotels, wedding venues. Um, Sterling Restaurant Supply is a place that a lot of people get to hang out at. And I know that's where I got to meet Alina a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. So we were very blessed and fortunate to have 23 plus years each in the hospitality industry, in the hospitality background. I've been a kitchen manager in my background as well, and I have a heavy background in finance. But when COVID happened, I was very blessed to keep my job, and he was furloughed. And we were very blessed in how that furlough happened. I mean, we had medical benefits. We had enough that we were able to get by. But sanity quickly became a problem because we had two children under the age of three, it is a lot of Bluey and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> to watch for a grown man. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, do you think anybody in our neighborhood would like beignets? And I said, I mean, sure. He's like, do you think I could like sell some? And he was like, I got to cook. Like, I'm, I'm bored. It's like when you see an artist get antsy or like someone just got to play a song, like you could see that on him. And I was like, I mean, I guess I could share it on Facebook because we had a community Facebook page. And... You know, I was like, well, how many can you make? He was like, well, one dough makes this many. And I was like, all right, cool. Would anybody be interested in beignets? $5 for six. And we didn't really cost that out. I want to put that out there. (laughs) That wasn't a well thought out plan. Make sure you do numbers before you do something random like that. And that's actually how I met Lisa, because Lisa and David were one of the first people that said, hey, yeah, we'll take some beignets. Well, that was a good price. It was a really good price. (laughs) So good. And then within like 45 minutes, we actually had to open a second day that we'd offer the beignets. Well, that same week, a coworker of mine had said, hey, have you ever heard of Northern Virginia Foodies? And I said, no, but I should. She's like, you're really not on Facebook that much. I was like, no, I just watch what other people do on Facebook. (laughs) She's like, well, Northern Virginia Foodies is like, Places where people talk about different restaurants, different things that are going on in the food industry. She said, there's a lot of talk right now about what restaurants are doing. And honestly, I joined to learn what restaurants were doing because of my day job, because we were trying to figure out how to keep peddling plates to close restaurants that were moving everything to takeout and hoping we would also have a job by Christmas. And they had all these rules because we know when you join a Facebook group, there's rules about how you could advertise your business or what you're doing or things like that. So I actually posted, Scott, we had two folding tables in our very small kitchen and he had a KitchenAid mixer and I published a picture of him like powdering sugar and just like rows of like, I think it was like 50 beignet boxes. It, It was probably not even 50. It was probably like 40. And I was like, hey, my husband's a Navy trained chef. He's making beignets in our neighborhood. You know, this is what we're doing just to kind of pass time. And just within 30 minutes, my phone was like, I had the little red circle and I don't like the little red circle. I'm like, what's going on? How do I get these? When can I get some? I was like, oh, I didn't think we were supposed to advertise businesses. We're just making for our neighborhood. Well, can we drive to your neighborhood and get some? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, we'll do them next weekend. So the next day, you know, and then someone's like, how are you going to, can we prepay? You should have people prepay so you're not buying ingredients and then people don't pay you. Um, And I was like, oh, I guess I should start a Venmo account, right? So there's really a lot of learning on the fly. But I think that COVID really gave us the right circumstances to start a business. And I think it was the amount of free time and engaged market and engaged media and people looking for something positive. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the same time that I actually found the collectives. I was very blessed that Lisa was a neighbor of mine. So she was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And people, you know, and I really liked the positivity only aspect of it. So then fast forward, I don't know, three months, like we started April 9th was the first day. By the end of May, we had sold 9,000 beignets. Wow. Wow. A couple of times in the parking lot near Rock to Rock, out of the back (laughs) of a matrix. And look where you are now. (laughs) Possibly not street legal. I'm not sure. Um, But- it, it got really successful. We, we had tried a year ago, year and a half ago to buy a trailer because we really liked the mobile aspect. We have a very limited product menu. So being able to move, being able to stay mobile was something that I thought was very important because mm-hmm. we sell beignets, right? It's not like, and beignets aren't like donuts. Beignets, we've done a couple of special flavors, but beignets are not like donuts. You don't do 27 flavored beignets. It's a beignet. It, that's, that's what it is. It is a beignet. So we thought a mobile trailer would be great. We invested in a mobile trailer. The guy that we invested with was, in my opinion, a scallywag, <laughs> um, despite him blaming it on some other things. Oh, no. So eight months later, we ended up getting 50% of our deposit back, deciding that it was better to just walk away from the loss than to continue going down that rabbit hole where he said that at the end, what he had quoted us because of inflation, because of supply chain issues, could be 40% higher, which was way out of our, our price range. So we took the money back and we just decided we'd wait and see what the next thing that would come along. And Scott found this space when he was doing sales calls for US Foods and he was like, I found this spot in Ashburn. And I was like, nope, we can't afford Ashburn. We looked at a place in Percival, we couldn't afford Percival, we couldn't afford the water in Percival. We needed foot traffic, things like that. But after a lot of back and forth and a lot of learning and a lot of insight from actually predominantly people we met in the collective and just some core business leaders that we had worked with, we signed a lease and we, we closed on Fat Tuesday, which is ironically funny That's for so funny. a beignet mm-hmm. shop. I do want to caveat this. Beignets are not from New Orleans, right? Like I know that New Orleans made them famous in the United States. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. That's where I was born. Um, I went to college in the Gulf, spent many a, a weekends that I remember and don't remember both in New Orleans <laughs> growing up. But what Scott liked about beignets, what he, what he liked about them is it's really a fritter. The word means bump. It's a French word for bump. And in France, where beignets are from, it's pot of So it's a, a denser dough. It's deep fried. You fill it with a custard or not. You know, you can just sprinkle powdered sugar. In Mexico, they have churros. In Hawaii, they have malasadas. In Puerto Rico, sopapillas. Every culture, America, we have fritters, donuts. In Canada, donuts are beignets or timbits, just depending on your... But every culture has some version of that. In Germany, we have Berliners, and we fill them with a like a jelly. And so it's, it's just kind of that ability to engage all people because everyone's like, oh, I remember this from this, or I remember this from this. And adding the dippers was really nice because Scott's like one of the memories that he had as his kids, I think is one of his core memories was eating like warm malasadas in Hawaii with his dad. And his dad had passed away probably about a year before COVID. And he would talk about, you know, we get these warm malasadas and they're filled with like guava or papaya. And I probably used the wrong fruit. So if you know, please just comment on one of the posts where the podcast is shared. (laughs) But he said, you know, once I make these dippers, people can dip them in there and they can get that feeling. 
And um, I was raised in Germany because my father's also military. And so like the Berliners, right? Like she's a, and my mom's German. You fill them with, uh, it's a mixed uh, jelly. It's like raspberries, strawberries, and currant. Um, the jelly in the U.S., even if you put the same ingredients in, it doesn't taste exactly the same. But it just, you get that memory, right? And food and smell and scents, they're just so intrinsically tied mm -hmm. to memories, right? And we really wanted to share that happiness. And we wanted to share that with our kids. And I think the collective has afforded us a good path, avenue to do that. And um, we've been really excited. The, uh, the shop's been open for 90 days. It's awesome. 90 days last week, so milestone. We introduced lunch last week, savory items. So now we have grit bowls. We're using a polenta grit and officially polentas and grits aren't the same thing, but we're cooking polentas like grits. They're creamier. It's very buttery, very dairy heavy. You put, you know, chicken salsa verde on it. You can do the um, the country captain, which is a red pepper ragu, cojito cheese, which is, my husband likes to call it Mexican Parmesan cheese. Yes. So good. <laughs> when was it that you knew you actually had a legitimate business? I know for me with artisan plumbing, it was when somebody called us and it wasn't our friends and family. So they actually, a stranger reached out to us, the phone rang we answered it and it was like, oh my God, they're going to pay us to come to their house. They don't even know us and fix their plumbing. And then when we got that check, it was like, oh, we're in business. So what was it for you? So I think there've been surreal moments. Like sometimes I don't, I still don't feel a hundred percent like, because I feel like every time it evolves, every time you take it to the next level, you have to like reestablish yourself as a business. I don't know if any other business, like now that we're brick and mortar, we have to make it a full year before we're real, right? Like mm -hmm. um, when someone wrote a Yelp review about us, cause I have a personal vendetta against Yelp um, because <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't like the way that the company has treated me when I've worked for other businesses. So I don't want anything to do with them and I don't want anything to do with my business. My hurdle with Yelp is that it will let its members create your business account to review you. And they can create something that is not your business. And that's what somebody did. They created something because they happened to be with a friend, they happened to buy my product. They liked my product, but they didn't like the way that they got my product. Mm -hmm. And they felt compelled to judge it and rate me. And I was not happy with it. And then Yelp proceeded to then incessantly call us every day. And my husband and I both having dealt with their salespeople, that kind of hostility means you must be doing something right, right? And again, I know that Yelp has worked for some people and some people like it. I have to tell you, every single time in the group, anytime the word Yelp comes up, it is a flood. I mean, it's great for the algorithm, but it is a flood <laughs> of negativity. So um, I always, I've never not had to remove it. Um, and like my husband and I make deals to not read Yelp reviews. And a few weeks ago, I accidentally opened that rabbit hole up. Uh, I think the second kind of aha moment when I was like, Hey, we've sold so many beignets. We need to like, make sure we have an EIN and we're charging taxes and we got to rechange our prices because legitimize this is how Capone went to jail. And I don't look good in orange. I do. <laughs> it's actually the beignets color. So that was definitely one of those moments. But a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I had taken the kids out. Uh, we closed between new years. We took a week off and we'll probably do a holiday shutdown Every Christmas, right after Christmas, January is typically very slow for restaurants. People have spent so much time celebrating and, and vibing, and everybody's very focused on 
one recovering economically from what they spent on the holidays to, you know, regaining their waistlines from what they ate at the holidays. So people aren't treating themselves. And also it's just too cold, right? Like even I was going to go do something Sunday and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going outside. It's too cold. Like I hope people are going outside to eat beignets. Thanks to all three of you ladies for going into the cafe, <laughs> but it was too cold for me to go outside. I was like, I'm not putting on a jacket for this. Um, but we were at Fabioli Cellars and we were just hanging out with the kids. And this guy walks by, never seen him. We were talking, our kids were playing and he goes, you guys own the beignet place, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, we love that spot. We've come in there like, Scott's like, I don't, I don't know who that is. I'm like, <laughs> well, we have like six or 700 customers a week. And he goes, he knows who we are. Like, we're, <laughs> we're famous. So, it, you know, it's just, I think like there are those surreal moments where people, yep in a very unique context, recognize you. And for a moment you feel super celebrity, mm -hmm. but then you're like, man, this really is real. Like, and he, exactly. I mean, he was like, they're, they're really good. We really enjoy them. He told us, and he's like, they're from the donut place. And so it's like, oh, and of course my <laughs> husband's like, you're not donuts. I'm like, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. He's three. Like he can, if they're buying them, I don't care what you call yeah. them. My son calls them donuts too. He can't say beignets. Um, and whereas Greta says beignet and it's like the cutest thing ever. Oh. And I found a video of her saying it at like 20 months. I was like, oh, I wish we hadn't taught you how to say it for real. Like mm -hmm. it would have been way cuter, <laughs> except that you're almost five. So maybe it had just been weird. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, there are days I wake up and I'm like, yeah, you know, hopefully we get a business. Hopefully we get to the point where we're business owners. And I still work my full-time job and I'm I'm very grateful to have that because diversified income if we learn nothing else from COVID is, mm -hmm. is probably safe. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I'm a pragmatist. My husband is the dreamer. I'm the Roy. I know that Lisa likes to call me Jenny Beignet. Um, and I know that my husband's like, everybody thinks you make these. I don't know the recipe. <laughs> um, I have worked in a walk, but I am not super comfortable around a deep fryer. I'm very good at sprinkling powdered sugar. It's a skill set I have, and I can pour a mean cup of coffee. Um, and I'm pretty quick on the register, but otherwise. <laughs> I think that's interesting. So for me, it was a stranger trusting us and giving us money to do a job. That felt like, okay, we're in business. For you, it was kind of a stranger recognizing you as a business. Yeah. I mean, I think because our, our cost, like, you know, is $5 or $10. We, we did finally fix our cost. A half dozen venues is $10, and then taxes are on top of it. We now have to cover overhead and we have salary and insurance and, and all of those things. Employees. <laughs> I have employees. I had to fill out W-2 forms last week. I felt so grown up. There you go. That's <laughs> another <laughs> aha moment of Prison being business in business. Milestone. It's nice um, that you can do that for yourself. A lot of people have to outsource that. A square does all of it for me. Well, I did, let me I, ask, yeah. did let me ask to... Alina. Alina, when did you feel like oh my gosh. you were a business owner? You know, I... I think with the previous, like the one we bought in Manassas, it was a different feeling because it was already set up for us. So I think it was when we were working on the first Christmas tea and I realized if I don't want to go in, I don't have to. If I want to close off bookings, I can. Whether I make money or not is a different story. But I'm the boss. I can make my own schedule. I can choose what to do with my day and where to spend it. And then I think there was a point when I did have a full staff and it's like, oh, wait, I really don't have to go in. I don't have to go do all of this, but I can still make a bigger, better business. For the second escape room, sort of in like 
all this because this is all us. We picked the rooms. We did everything. I think it was probably yesterday with you guys when all the equipment came in because here you have 600, 800 pound containers being forklifted off of trucks and literally people walking by going, oh my gosh, this is going in the mall? Yeah. And just the reaction I was getting from people, even just employees that were walking in the back doors. I was like, oh my God, we really are doing this. And it is real. And then to have you guys come out and like support and be there meant the world. So just, I think in both parts, it was at first like, oh, I'm my own boss. I decide what to do. And then this, it's, oh my God, it's really happening. This is our store. We're finally in a mall, which I never would have thought. So thank you, Dallas Town Center and Jessica. But, you know, just the little things adding up. And I think it's going to continue being that way. But it's also just like, Friends like you guys who are all so excited and so supportive. Like all of a sudden my husband and I were like, oh my God, it's really happening. Thinking about it, we were at Bill Stutz Beignet's ribbon cutting ceremony mm-hmm. and all the little kitties were there. Mm-hmm. Even my son, who's 12. Right. But our babies were there and of all different ages. And it was so cool to be at the beginning mm-hmm. of this dream for you, Jenny, and also yesterday with you. He was, was amazing. so excited. And so when we get to your ribbon cutting, it's just honestly like, that's like the coolest thing to be a part of. Yeah. And then watch the kids grow up together and the businesses grow up together. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Even just in the last year, watching the kids like grow up together. Oh Cause gosh, we were yeah. at Leslie's this weekend and like all the kids were like hanging out and like a couple of times we were like, hey, what's that noise? But for the most part, right? Like we know they're <laughs> all watching chill. out for each yeah. other. And I mean, exactly. they range in such ages, right? Like, I mean, Joseph and Dan are on the older end of the spectrum for our kids and Elion and Greta are, are the, the babies. babies, but they all get along so well. They all play so well. And like the kids miss each other when they're gone. Like exactly. when I told Harper we were going to Leslie's, he was like, well, is Mirabelle going to be there? And he met her at Tina's birthday, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't even like, and I was like, what? He was like, she's fun. She's Elian's friend. And Elian's mine and Greta's best friend. Oh, so she's oh mine too. So, I mean, it's just, it's not just our small business family, our collective family. Like the kids feel that. And I think- and the husbands. Oh my God, and they're the getting to be besties and it's freaking me out. <laughs> I saw the pictures. I wasn't at the, the uh, I wasn't at the party, no. but- I saw pictures and I was like, who's that? So everybody's now bringing, they trust us enough to bring their spouses yeah. in. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you guys enough to bring minor. <laughs> you guys are going to get me in trouble. <laughs> and it's been amazing. So Leslie with local SEO, when, when did you feel like, you and Chris, when did you guys feel like it was an actual, like we're doing real, this? Real, real. Well, I'm pretty sure he would have, you know, a, a different. different answer than me. But because when he started the business, I still had my full-time job in in dentistry. So I worked in dental prior to this 10 years. So I'm also kind of like you, Jenny, when people are like, oh, you're the SEO expert. Not really. I could give you like a few tips, but if you really want like the expertise, it's my husband, Chris. I really feel like you always say that, but you really are. <laughs> well, she's you also the that. face. Uh, right. Local so SEO. I am more the yeah. face. But you, of, when I ask you questions, you, you know. know the yeah. answers. So yes, he's doing the building of the websites and things like that. But you really know more than you give yourself credit for. Aww. You're not just the face. And she can actually listen to Chris talk about it and be interested, which is something. It does interest me. Like I tune my husband out. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually enjoy it. I right. love it. You're I passionate. listen about, yeah, I listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, about SEO and ads and like the whole digital mm-hmm. marketing world. So for me, it was 
one, I ended up starting going to part-time. So I only worked two days a week and I worked in the business. And then COVID hit and all dental offices had to close. And, you know, luckily we were super busy. Like Mm -hmm. COVID, I know we actually had our best year in 2020. And then we've been growing ever since then. 2020 is where we really saw like, holy crap, like we're, we're in business, we're rocking and rolling. Cause I think that was just an eye opening for businesses where I'm not doing anything. People are looking at us like, where do we stand Mm -hmm. in the digital world? Like where, where are we? And that's where we just kept getting. And so he was like, do you really want to go back when they open? And I was like, well, no, like I like this. And that's when I got into the month prior to, you know, with the social collectives and then just kind of stayed active while everybody was on lockdown on through the Facebook group. And I was like, no, like once things get back to normal, I want to go back to networking. I want to meet new people. And that's where for me, it was like, wow, I can quit my job and he can afford it. And we're growing and we're getting all these reviews. Mm-hmm. And that was like, everything for me. I was just like, man, that's my man. Look at that. <laughs> that's so cute. And you're a family business. I we love that. Family business. We all yeah. are. It's so family crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do the marketing for artists and plumbing. <laughs> that's right. And I mean, I guess we all do kind of like a few different things for our companies. Exactly. But I, so, and this is interesting too, because you know, before I got married, my friends were all guys, right? I play video games. I'm a technical theater nerd. I, my podcast collections are histories, like things you missed in history and um, <laughs> dark history and like anything that's a world war, whatever documentary I love. But just I never had a lot of female friends. You know, you get married and you kind of have to re reevaluate. You have kids. It just mm-hmm. it kind of changes. But I noticed in college, I always found military kids to hang out with, even post-college. Like you grow up on a military base. There's just a very organic kind of fit to those kinds of friends. And even like in our neighborhood, you see all the ex-military guys kind of like hang out together. What I noticed about our group, our, our little niche, is that all of us are business owners that are couples. And I think, I think it's healthy because mm-hmm. I think we can all sit around. And I'm sure this is why the guys are buddying up and they're like, oh, did she tell you that that didn't look the way it should look? Or is she, is she telling you you need to do this faster? Or, um, or, you know, do they take like a Tina and Casey approach where they, everybody just stays in their own lanes and, and, you know, Casey kind of mutters under his breath. Like, and he's like, I can't work with her. We'd kill each other. Like, and, and, and again, like, and, and I'm like, oh, we do kill each other, but you know, mm. then we have beignets and it's great. But I think that that it, I think it kind of reaffirms like the relationships, right? Because, mm-hmm. Like when you have those friends that don't have kids, when you have little kids and they're like, oh, it'll be fine. Our friendships won't change. And like, why does it take you? So, why can't you ever go anywhere? Why are you always late? Right. Have you ever tried to get a screaming <laughs> monkey dressed in the car and then they puke and then you got to wash your hair and then it's, you have to have a lot, like an extra hour and a half just to get in the car. Like it, I don't just love you anymore, but like, you know, people stop inviting you over time. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that same, when you have those same experiences or similar experiences, I think it just really helps to reinforce those friendships, right? right? Like, and also there's a certain level of crazy you have to have to work with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. A very certain level of crazy. I think my dad once a week goes, oh, and you guys are still okay? Like, <laughs> well, I think we also together. evolve. So, you know, the friends that I had in the 90s are definitely not the friends I have right now. I have some of them. I have very few. 
that I'm still friends with because some people just don't evolve. They don't grow. They don't change. They don't switch into another gear. Mm -hmm. They just stay on that same path. And typically when you're young, that path isn't 100% the best path. Right. And then I've noticed like even going through all the different Facebook pics that pop up, like this was you five years ago, this was you 10 years ago, this was you last year, they're not always the same circle. Right. So your circle evolves. And I think that's because it should it should evolve. Because you're growing as a person, right? Exactly. Yeah. Your and interests are going to change and differ. Your values and your goals are going to change. And you know what they say about the five people you spend the most time with? It can't be the same five that you spent in the 90s Mm-mm. or wherever, however old you are. You know, it can't be those same people typically. Now, maybe in a rare case, that's the truth. But it's okay if you don't have the same circle that you had two years ago. Yes. You're not the same person. So not everybody's going to grow with you. Because when I was looking through those pictures, I was like, why don't I have these same friends? Like, and then I was like, well, we're just not doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's hard to, it's hard to maintain that, especially as business owners. Right. Well, I think another big part of it is, especially for me, I'm super helicopter mom over Alian most of the time. And I've always gone to parties and dinners and stuff where I wasn't comfortable with my kid being in the basement with a bunch of kids or me not being able to see him and know if he's okay or like trust kids enough that are older around him. But in this group, kids like Maribel and Emily, like they protect each other, they defend each other. And I know the moms and dads well enough to know the way they've raised their kids that no one is going to harm my kid or teach him something he's not supposed to know. Right. And they always think of our kids too, right? right? Like, I love that the collective doesn't just like, like, we don't just think of the adults, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Tina is like, the every, presence for everybody's every single aunt, kid. right? Like, yeah. she wants everybody to feel loved. She wants everybody to have hugs, right? Like, and David, like, he brought the gingerbread houses. And mm-hmm. I mean, he was dealing with Greta's bossy side, but that's just, <laughs> that's just par for the course. And then but, when your kid has like, uh, he's more excited to see you guys than I am. And I'm always happy to see you guys. And so that excitement, it just tells me, literally, who are your friends? Jenny, Lisa, Leslie. Blah. And I'm like, no, those are my friends. Who are your well, Harper friends? had to pick between a birthday party and the party. And I was like, we can't do both. Greta yeah. can come with us to this party or mommy and Greta have to miss and you can go to the birthday party. Yeah. And he goes, well, who's going to be there? <laughs> that like, is so funny. Check in the guest list. I know. Let they me check all the do. Guest all list. That's yeah. Alian's yeah. question. Who's coming? Um, wait, Mr. Casey's bringing brisket. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'd like to say it was everybody else. It was it was the, the smoked the was, smoked meat is what well, it was, is what sold my seven year old on yeah. this excursion. It was amazing. It was well, really good. And then so similarly with my son, you know, he has some different struggles emotionally. And so it is very hard for me to bring him around the general gen pop mm. because he it's not even that he would just sit there and struggle. He wouldn't do it. So I wouldn't subject him to that. And bringing him around this group, everybody has been so welcoming, understanding, supportive, caring, truly, truly embracing him in all of his differences. That's just not common. He's our baby. And I think we feel that way about a lot of them. I was watching the live you did yesterday and Alian was standing in front of you and you kept playing with his hair. And I was just watching and I'm like, we literally are like sisters. It's crazy. But, like, I could see how much she loved Dalian in that and the way you were smiling at him and talking to him. And, I don't know, it means a lot. And I keep saying that, but it really does. Like, it's hard to and find Elian's friendships enthusiasm, like right? Like, oh, my God. That was so, a lot. <laughs> so, no, I know. But, like, my favorite moment from the ribbon cutting at the beignet shop was when Greta 
wanted the giant scissors, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, what? And like, (laughs) um, and I forget his name and I apologize, but the gentleman from the economic development board who came, he was like, oh, I can't take those back from her, can I? And I was like, (laughs) we'll get them back. (laughs) It's just going to take a minute. We'll Well, have to distract her. I feel like that's my tip. So I'm going to give a tip. Let's all give a tip. I'll give my piece of advice just based on this conversation. Mm -hmm. Going into business, don't expect all of your same crew to be there for you over the next five years. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Hopefully that's true. Same for family. Uh, You guys better be there. Just FYI. This better not be like foreshadowing. (laughs) No, because we're all all growing together. It's not me. It's you. This time next year, Lisa's going to be like, so uh, last year's group didn't make it. Business. I've evolved. (laughs) I've evolved several times over the past three years. Aaron's here because he owns the mics. uh, Those other girls. Who knows where they are? (laughs) No hard feelings, bitches. No. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but we know where you live. (laughs) My advice is just be aware of how your friends treat your kids Mm -hmm. because they are a part of your business, whether you believe it or not. They're watching you. It's really important that by example, we show our family, our husbands and our kids, wives, whoever, that we surround ourselves. We choose to surround ourselves with people who support them as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about my relationship with Leslie or Jenny or Aaron or, you know, Alina. It's not about what I get my joy. It's about the joy they bring to my family as well Mm -hmm. and the support that they give to my family as well because I'm in business for them. Okay. I give back to the community for me, makes me happy, but my friendships need to support all of me. Mm-hmm. I think that's so why that's tribe is such a good word. Like tribe. 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 People say yeah. I found my tribe. I feel like that's just such a good encompassing word for that. Like Definitely. So Leslie, Aww. what's your, if you have to, I know it's hard to um, choose, but it is, it just is, off the top of your head. It is hard. Um, I would have to say in my industry, just kind of going, just be honest, people. You know, be very transparent. In my industry, you know, if certain companies come to us and say, I want to do this, I want to do that, we're very a very honest company. If we cannot help you and, you know, we know that you're on a budget and, you know, we'll tell you, hey, before you see your ROI, it's going to, this is what it's going to take. Um, you guys are super, super transparent. It, it's but that's a, the best part. So honest and so humble and literally the best in the business around this DMV. And it just kills me because I, as your friend, am always like, you need to post this and you need to share that. You need to do this. And you're like, no, I don't want to be spammy. I don't want to. No, it's not. It's like, because you are so top of the game, you're doing a disservice to the community by not allowing them to see you more. How amazing you are. Yeah. Believe in yourself the way your friends believe in you. That's right. That's right. So I, you know, that's my tip is when you go into business, go into, yes, we all want to make money. That is definitely everyone's goal, but go into business for the right reasons. Do something that you love and that you're passionate about. If you love it, you're passionate and it excites you to get up and work on your business, you'll see how successful you will be. And I think I have to truly say is that's why we are successful, not to sound all braggy, but I mean, we, we give to the community. We love what we do. My husband is so passionate about every client he takes on and just be honest. And every client you turn away. 
And every mm-hmm. client, you unfortunately sometimes have to turn away. Fit and you don't, exactly. you don't do the money grab. And it's okay. And if somebody decides to choose someone else, that's okay too. Because it's, it's you business. sound like that guy from Saturday. Was it, and people like me, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Um, All right then. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> so, but yes, huge, huge love for you and local SEO. You guys did our website for the collective, and we get nothing but compliments mm-hmm. from it. You update it. You do all the calendar of events. You update the pictures. You Really, it's just up to us to give you the information, and you guys take care of all of it. We're going to be building a directory, and you're going to be working with that. So that's all volunteer. You donate your time to that, and it's just a huge undertaking, and we just really appreciate that. Local SEO. Well, I love the collective, sure. so that's why I do it. <laughs> okay, Miss Beignet. Does anyone know what your real last name is after the collective? I keep just forgetting, that's why I keep calling you Beignet. <laughs> it's it's Billstead. So it's just the, the other B part in the name of <laughs> We're not clever. It was just good alliteration and it was there. Um uh, so I mean I think it's kind of similar along Leslie's line. Um, I think especially in the food world, right? People have an expectation of what things should be, what they should taste like. Like if your beignet doesn't taste like the beignet from Cafe Du Monde that I had when I was drunk at 18, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> right. And, and like people like they come into a restaurant and things like aren't like the menus right there on the wall. And our menu has 15 items total. It's a very complicated menu. It's not. I love the addition to the menu. Um, but and, and you, you know, people come in and it's it's hard because, you know, we put our heart and soul into it and we think about it. And there's a level of artistry that goes into it. And people are like oh, well, why don't you have this? Or why don't you have that? Or, and they, they, and they comment and people like to comment on social media. Right. So I think there's a level of, we have to go back to that tribe, right. That remind you that what you're doing is right. But I think there's also a core level of confidence that you just have to have, right. You have Mm -hmm. to know that not everybody's going to be a fit or your business isn't the right spot for everybody's business. Right. Like it might not be what you're looking for, and I'm okay with that. But we, I don't have to apologize to you for it, right? right? Like, and again, like, I, like you know, the uh, the number one question we get: Do you make gluten free? We don't, and we we never will. It's not something that we're interested in. You have to have fully separate equipment. You have to have a fully separate space. You have to have everything hypoallergenic. And the thing is, is there are some people who have different levels of gluten intolerance or peanut intolerance or intolerance intolerances. And there are venues out there that accommodate to that need and that demand. And I would never want to jeopardize anybody's health. And with food, there are so many concerns about people's health. And so if you ask, I every time will say, look, if you're that concerned, please don't let, don't whisk it. Like we don't, we don't source hypoallergenic. We don't like my husband may have had a peanut butter sandwich for breakfast. I don't know. Right. Like, and he washes his hands. Right. But he might have breathed the air. I don't know the level. I know how vigilant you are. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just, and, and it hurts because, you know, you see people that, well, why don't you just, it's not a, why don't you just, it's, 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 we make beignets and gluten-free beignets. I'm sure people make them. I'm sure they are tasty. It's like me in a bikini, right? Like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, The the amazing side though, I do want to shout this out. Our beignet shop is right next door to the Difference Baker, who is a hypoallergenic bakery. She sources 
the best ingredients. She has all of these amazing things. And I, I know that there's a whole list of allergies that she's able to accommodate. Um, Sandy Burns, who's probably my favorite person in the whole world. She's like my best, best person. Rex will eat two dozen beignets in one bite. <laughs> and, you know, Sandy can't be in the restaurant too long. She breathes in the flour and she starts hyperventilating. Aww. That's not 100% true. But she goes next door, and I'm so glad because when she used to come over to my house, all I'd offer her was banana and string cheese <laughs> or banana string cheese, but that just sounds terrible. Um, That's like at the end of the month, right before you go shopping. This is what you get this for is lunch. What's <laughs> you can have a brown banana or the last piece of string cheese. And then cheese. you have the, these Garda are good for you. <laughs> these are the only, help prevent the only thing in our house. That, and, and again, so I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I get that people have medical anomalies, but just be confident in what your business is, right? Like you want mentors, but you don't want to take every piece of negative feedback and try to reformat your business as a result of it. Um, Don't, you're not going to please everybody a hundred percent of the time in any part of your life ever. But also do take advice Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we get into our own little tunnel Mm -hmm. and it is our perception of reality that we're working with. And in reality, there's 7 billion other perceptions. And this circles back to Leslie promoting local SEO more. Yes. Because we love her and we would just want to share her awesomeness (laughs) and Alina sharing the exciting escape rooms. Okay. So we are running out of time. Um, Let, let's do a shout out. Okay. So do you want to start Miss SEO? Um, My shout out is going to be for uh, Cynthia Hoffman with Ono Brewery. She was one absolutely sweet to give us a shout out on the Loudoun County Social Collective. So she is very tech savvy and I love that about her. She had, uh, she did a Google ad. She set it up herself and she had it running. And unfortunately the way Google, when you listen to Google, they are going to tell you what to do for their favor mm-hmm. for, so people are clicking. It's just going to be random clicks. It is not for conversions for your business. So don't listen to Google, go into expert mode. So she reached out to us and said, Hey, can you do a console? Can you just teach me how to do it? Uh, we ended up doing a one hour consultation, taught her, you know, delete that, scratch it. Let's start from scratch. And, um, she's now actually getting leads From that ad that, you know, we helped her. Uh, So now she knows how to do it. And, you know, I just want to say, one, their beer is amazing. Um, Ono Brewery out in Chantilly. And now they have an event space. So also if you want to do a private party or anything like that. And their food is uh, so good, too. So thank you, Cindy, for trusting us and uh, letting us help you. And for that very wonderful shout out that you did for us on the Loudoun County Social Collective. Yeah. I mean, that was a really great shout out. I was happy to see it because you do such good work. And I love it when I see people getting highlighted. I know we do that every week and it's really nice to see it coming back sometimes, especially when, you know, you're doing such an amazing job. So that's a nice shout out. Okay, Jenny, who do you have? I just want to list really quickly the collective vendors that helped us get our shop off the ground. Um, And I can't, because of time, can't list like details of everything they did, but a business takes a lot of different steps to get open. So, I mean, artists and plumbing, David was going back and forth with the health inspector regarding the size of our water heater, which by the way, would give everybody in Ashburn a hot shower. Um, (laughs) And he told her, McCabe's printing, Tina, 
helped us get so many things done and her turnaround time was just amazing. Tantalizing Timber, who came in and built the walls, who did the board and batten, the rustic Texan, Desiree did our logo. I think it is the biggest laser cut wood thing she's done to date. Gorgeous. It's so pretty. Um, and she did the smaller one. So excited. And then KA contractors, they put all of the cabinetry into the island that we use, which is just amazing, made it all clean and safe and everything. I mean, those are five. Was it John Duty that did your Oh, and John Duty does our windows once a month with Spotless Pain. He was there over the weekend. Can't recommend him enough. Just the nicest, nicest guy. And again, he's out there with wet buckets cleaning windows in like 10 degree weather. He's a nice guy. I mean, I spoke with him privately about getting the word out about his business. And then I recommended him to you and he did an amazing job. You were super duper happy with it. He comes back once a month. And we, I mean, half of our cafe is all windows, which is beautiful for a cafe. But when you have dirty windows, you're like, I don't want to eat food next to dirty. (laughs) Right. Um, And we live in Virginia. So in July, when we have pollen, probably call him every other week and be like, they're yellow. But again, I mean, that's six, that's six members of the collective that were able to help us get our business up and running. And I'm sure that I forgot somebody. So if I did, I'm sorry, but thank you to all of you guys. Yeah. And so thanks for supporting all of the local, the local businesses. Alina. Okay. So since we're all about local SEO today, (laughs) and I am totally good with that. Um, my shout is out is for them, but the Chris side of it more. No offense, Leslie. Oh, um, <laughs> just, so they're redoing our website for the new escape room opening. And while we were at their house over the weekend, Chris, even though he was drinking, was so excited <laughs> about it and kept talking about it and had such amazing ideas. It was so nice to see them care as much as we do. And seeing our husbands discuss it was just like the cutest thing in the world because we were like, they're actually excited about this. I thought it was just us, (laughs) but love Chris, love how passionate he is about everything he does and how much he truly wants to help his clients. So thank you, local SEO. Thank you. Yeah, they were excited. (laughs) Okay. So mine is for Lost Rhino Brewing. They are going to be hosting our very first Young Professionals um, collective meetup. Love their beer. This is basically inspired, that meetup was basically inspired by me wanting to do a debutante release into the society, the collective (laughs) society, my son, Jake Adams, and his girlfriend, Courtney Tellerico. They are both attorneys in D.C., and I think that they'll be an addition to the young um, professionals in the collective, a good addition. So we're going to have a, a meetup. About 100 people are interested. Uh, Leslie Racinos with Local SEO is going to be heading all of that up. And so we were lucky to have Lost Rhino Brewery donate the space. So Lost Rhino's founders, Matt Hagerman and Fabio Garcia, pretty much set out on an adventure of their own on a coast-to-coast journey in search of discovering the greatest traditions and the wildest frontiers of beer brewing. Their beers are inspired by the experience of choosing the scenic route through the tough challenge, the road less traveled. And I feel like that represents a lot of our small business journey as well. So I'm excited to have our young professionals there beginning their careers. Everything they craft is personal. It's from their innovative pursuit to cultivate wild Virginia yeast strains, from nearby orchards, meadows, and even fossils, which is pretty cool, to the steadfast dedication to support local Virginia farms. I love the way they support local. I love the inspiration behind it. I love how it relates to our business journey, our small business journey, and I'm excited to have our first uh, young professionals meeting there. So thanks for setting that up, Leslie. Yeah, so I guess we can go into events. (laughs) Um, So we haven't 
nail down the date, but it is going to be sometime in March, and we're looking at a Thursday happy hour setting for the young professionals, the first meetup. So excited to see Jake and Courtney there. But we've been rocking and rolling. Tyson's had a phenomenal to kick off the year Amazing. Uh, coffee. And then also the Prince William at City Tavern. That was also a super, awesome super coffee. amazing. Love that venue. Oh my gosh, it the was food great. Is so good and the there. food. The food. Can we just say how amazing the it service. is? service. They were yeah. really good. Berkeley County, they are at a new venue. And Yay. oh my gosh, it Gorgeous. looks it's beautiful. Stunning. It is called the Purple Iris um, out in Berkeley County. So that is going to be at the end of the month, January 30th from 10 to 12. Washington County has their coffee set up for the full year, which is awesome. It is going to be hosted at the Grand Piano Ballroom. And uh, this is going to be in Hager Sound. Another gorgeous location. Another gorgeous location. And they're going to host their coffees every first Wednesday of the month. So for February, that will be February 1st from 10 to 12. Then Loudoun County on February 6th will have our first coffee for the year. And this is going to be at the Neighbors. Neighbors Sports Bar and Grill. Super excited to check them out. And that's going to be from 10 to 12. And then, again, young professionals are getting set up. We're already talking and discussing our bubbles in bling, which is a fundraiser for Spark. Hunt Country Jewelers. Hunt Country Jewelers will be helping us out with the bling part of it. For sure. Uh, So, so excited to get that. And we're looking at that end of April, beginning of May. So stay tuned. You'll definitely hear more about it um, in the next coming weeks. And then, of course, our conference. Oh, my gosh. Aaron's freaking. Aaron's waving his hands back there. Um, We are going to start planning that as well. So stay tuned. Uh, Look at all the events. If you own any hotels, let us know. We're meeting with somebody. Yes, if I can. uh, I'll see him tomorrow. So. get that nailed down but just stay tuned as always you can see all of the events on the website the social collectives dot org that's a mouthful that was a lot lot. thank you i love you for doing the events um okay so we are going to pop over real quick for one of the podcast interviews that we did at the dulles town center mall for the children's vendor event that we had. We interviewed a bunch of the young collective members that participated in that. And at the end of each podcast, we like to do one of their interviews. So Can I'm not I sure. just say Tucker's interview from last week? I could not stop laughing Tucker in my Finley car. <laughs> is a boss. And he I hear he has boss, very, sure. very high goals for this year. And he said he's going to crush Dude, it. Dude, I have no doubt. Oh, no doubt. So he went to a BNI meeting <laughs> to do something or introduce himself or whatever. And he actually did a mic drop. Dude, I, I would see it. If I'm going to invest in a human being, it's going to be Tucker Finley. Oh, yes. This kid can do anything. I yeah. swear to you. He's the next whatever's going to happen cool thing. Yeah. Um, he buys beignets all the time. I love that kid. Yeah. We all love Tucker. <laughs> I wonder who's today. And I, I love know. his dad, Let's too. find out. Yes, let's find out. Hello, and welcome to the Social Collective's Collective Kid Vendor Event at the Dulles Town Center Mall. I am here with Eli with Eli's 3D Lab. Now, all day I've been hearing about this kid downstairs that's been making stuff with a 3D printer. Everybody's bought something from you. You're pretty much sold out, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Eli, tell us a little bit about your business, please. Okay. So, well, let's see. I 
went to school after like Christmas break and wanted to brag to my friends about what I was doing after Christmas when I got my 3D printer. So I brought some of my stuff and then some kids wanted some things. So I started selling stuff and then it went on and then I kept like making new things and then like got the dragons. Of course, everyone wants them. They're sold out. So I got that. And then when we sold those, we sold lots and lots and lots. So I was backed up for months Finally got undone, like unsold out after school ended. So after that, I just been have been working on it, and it's been a long process. Oh my gosh! So what's your price point? Are you making money? Yes. All right. So how much money are you making? Let's talk. <laughs> this is just um, me and you. I'm not sure how much I've actually made today. I've made about four hundred so far. Oh my. Gosh, you know, I wonder who made the most money today. It might be you. It's not a contest, but you win. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so the dragons. How do you, I don't know anything about 3D printing. What's the deal there? Okay, so when I print them, they take 13 hours. They take a lot of filament. So they're a little bit, they're $10. So they're not that expensive. Of toy. If you go online, they're like hundreds. I'm really upset that I didn't get a couple because if they're $10, those were insane, the detail. I can ship you one. Yeah, man, do. All right. Give me your website. Like, let's exchange numbers later. Okay, right. so how long have you been in this business? Thank you. He just yeah. slipped me his card. <laughs> uh, let's see. So January 19th, ever since I started selling stuff to my friends at school. Okay, so do you think that the dragons and the snakes and the reptiles are, like, the big seller? Or? Well, kind, the dragons have been the most money I've made off of stuff, so... They're really, the detail's insane. Yeah, it, that, like if it fails it, it, like little, I just don't sell them. So I just make sure they're the best that I have mm-hmm. before I sell them. I think so. you should charge more. Um, I know you've heard this before probably. I hope you have. But really, $10 is way, way below what you should be charging. I saw your product. Yeah. Um, and I know it takes a long time. Yeah, well, I've just been trying to keep stuff cheaper for like, well, I don't, this school I go to did it it's like poor school like public school and the other schools like high but like the area I live in is good so they threw us in that school to keep the balance so I did that so kids at school could all like get them and they didn't have to do that much I love you even more now okay but absolutely amazing product what do you plan to do with all your money save it buy more printers Oh my gosh, you're going to reinvest. If you don't believe in yourself, who will, right? Yeah, I've been doing that ever since I've started making money. I love it. So what's your favorite thing about being a young entrepreneur? The money. All right, high five on that one, buddy. (laughs) Okay, so thank you for joining us today, Eli. I look forward to seeing more from you next year at our next event. Yeah. All right, bye. Okay, so we're back. (laughs) Um. Let me um, go ahead and kick it back to our amazing guest, um, Jenny Bilstap Beignet. My maiden last name is Branley, so it's just <laughs> oh a lot of bees, right? Wow. Jenny Branley Bilstap Beignet. Say that oh, three geez. times. So 
basically a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and they continue. <laughs> and the owner of Bill's Dad's Beignets with her husband, Scott, who does all of the hard work. Okay, so do you have uh, anything that you'd like to share with us about your updated menu or any way for people to get in touch with you? What's the best way for people to get your beignets? Um, so we are open in Ashburn Wednesday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-in. It's easy. Um, we are not taking pre-orders or online orders unless you are doing like really large orders. So four dozen or more. Otherwise, please just walk in. It is first come first serve. There seems to be some sort of rumor going around that we sell out every day. We don't. We sold out the first weekend that we opened because we're now doing five times what we were doing in the garage. So please don't panic or think that there's a line out the door every day. It does get busy, but it's very quick. It's very easy turn. Please come in and try the savory items. As much as I like the beignets, the grit bowls will change your life. They're so good. The gripples? Grit. Oh, bowls. the grit bowls. I was like, bowls. I didn't know if that was a foreign name for beignet. Bowls, <laughs> bowls of grits. Grits and savory sauces. It's so good. Um, just amazing. Um, we can be found um, at BillStedsBeignets.com. We can be found at Facebook, BillStedsBeignets, and Instagram, BillStedsBeignets. We're very consistent. It's B I L S T A D S. <laughs> B-E-I-G-N-E-T-S dot com. That's a hard one. I felt like getting pom-poms out. I was like, woo B-I-L-S-D-A-D-S. Be aggressive. And we've come full circle and I'm 16 again. I burned my pom-poms. But no, thank you guys so much for having us. Thank you for your constant support. It's just so much more fun to be in business with, you know, good people backing you. And It's like we love the community. You don't have to pay. That's right. We well, good people attract good people. Yeah. So you get what you put leaders. out. That's exactly right. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us for our 20th episode. Ooh. We are super excited. We made it. <laughs> yeah. 20 whole episodes and Aaron hasn't fired us yet. <laughs> um, Here's to the next 20. <laughs> 20 more. All right. So, so go out. All right. So go out. So go out.